0: Welcome, everybody, to the newest podcast of the Freedom Time podcast. Today, we don't have Hassan, our co-host, so it's just me. He has some important uh, family obligations, but we've got a very special guest, Tanner Chittister here. So before I introduce Tanner, I want to just give you a quick quick background story on how I know him. So many, many years ago, a long time ago, uh, I paid a lot of money I didn't have to join a coaching program, (laughs) Um, which is... uh, a lot of times the right decision if you know what you're doing, right? So I joined the coaching program and uh, I just was trying to figure out my, my, my whole life and what am I doing with my business and all of that. And uh, for the first couple of weeks, you know, I got a client, I made probably a third of my investment back. So it was okay, but it was slow. And I was seeing everybody in the group coaching program. A lot of people were getting some results. And then a couple of weeks later, this, uh, this dude with huge muscles joins the program and uh, he starts closing deals for 5K here, 10K day there, 20K day over here. Uh, very, very not shy about his success. And it was very inspiring. And many years later, now he's running a multi, multi eight figure company. Very, very successful. And that's, that's Tanner. That's how I got to know him. So Tanner, thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here and uh, share a little bit of wisdom if I have it. Yeah, excited. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you here
0: because what I noticed from your content online that is very different uh, compared to everybody else in kind of your industry of like, you know, online marketing, how to get more clients, how to grow a business is I feel like everybody, most people online, except probably you and Harmozi and and a couple other people are like kind of posturing like I am the leader and you got to follow me. But a lot of your content is just down to earth and just very honest. And uh, one of the videos that kind of sort of blew my mind was, uh, you said, 2021, you made eight figures in revenue, but you said you lost money. And that's the first time I ever hear anybody ever admit that they have a real business that sometimes loses money. <laughs> um, so that was that was very, it was felt like a fresh breath of air. It was very, very inspiring. So um, yeah, my first question is, how, how did you get into doing what you're doing now? Like what was kind of the journey?
1: Yeah, so I started off, um, I, I wanted to be a professional football player, or uh, you know, American football for anyone who's watching this on in the U.S., and that was my whole life. So I grew up as a kid. I got bullied quite a bit. I had two older sisters, so I was just kind of shy. You could say I was weird. I, I, I liked a lot of, like, you know, more feminine things like tea parties and dress up, and, you know, that's what little sisters do, right? So I just I have an uh, older brother. Got to school, got made fun of, and I didn't like it, and I started working out. And um, I started going before school about for three months, and I I was pretty crazy. I was twelve years old, and I started doing this. But I remember I just stuck with it. It really I just remember at the time that was the it just hurt so bad. And I I couldn't understand it. I was like, man, how do people stick with this? But after about three months of you know doing it, my my body started to adapt. I got bigger, and um, people were super nice to me after that. And it felt good because I felt like okay, so I'm in control of my destiny. Like if I put in the work, I can get whatever I want. And it didn't seem like a big deal at a time, but that kind of delayed gratification helped me multiple times throughout my life. So started taking football really seriously. I realized I was good at it. I wanted to play in the NFL. So I I took that as far as I could. I I was able to play at division one level for a little bit. Um, I've had about 12 surgeries, so I just, I just cannot stay healthy. I'm not sure why, um, doctors couldn't really tell me, but I've had, you know, four, shoulder surgeries plus I have an ankle, hands, fingers. I just couldn't stay healthy. Um so anyways, when that ended, I didn't know what to do. I really lost my identity. I was pretty depressed, but I met a uh, mentor took me to lunch, he and my dad and he's uh Russell he's married to Russell Brunson's cousin. And wow. so he said, you know, yeah, he said, you know, what do you want to do and you know, what are your goals and I just said, dude, I just want to make a lot of money. And the reason was because I grew up, I, I always had enough, but that was it. My dad was a teacher. My mom uh, was a housewife. And now there's anything wrong with it. It's just that's how it was. And and it was a great blessing um, later on because I, I learned how to work hard. Um, but ba- basically, he convinced me to leave school. I had a, um, you know, 3.9 GPA. I busted my ass to get into Texas A&M. They're, they, they think, well, they're like Harvard for engineering. They just think they're that good. And the professors always made sure to let me know I barely got in with a 3-9. And I was like, okay. Um, So he convinced me to leave. And when I left, um, I started working at his uh, home office. And he just started teaching me about funnels and copy and all these things. I had no idea what they meant. And I did that for about a year and a half. And during that year, I built an entire product from scratch. I launched it. It was complete flop. And it was called the Rapid Muscle System. It was 47 bucks. And so over the next, uh, I was there for a year and a half, then about another year or so I was doing, uh, I was a server and I did door-to-door security sales while I was trying to sell this product. And at that point I was about 20, just turned 25. And I, I just remember I looked at my bank account and I had the same amount of money in my bank account that I did when I was 23. And that's like when I had this It just felt all of a sudden like I didn't have any time left and things got a lot more serious. And so I said, hey, if I don't figure this out this year, I'm going to go back to school because I just it sucks being poor. It just sucks. Like barely scraping by 500 bucks left in your account every month. It sucks. It's terrible. So uh, I saw an ad on Facebook. Never seen an ad before or or at least I never noticed it. I just had never been big on social media. I thought it was such a waste of time. And I, to this day, if I didn't have a business, I probably wouldn't be on social media. I, I just feel like it's 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 ironic because that's where we get all our customers. But I right. feel like it's actually a huge waste of time outside of posting your content. So I see an ad. It's like how to build an online fitness business. Click it, get on a call, high pressure sales, never been on a sales call before. Guy's like, you got to pay today or we can't hold your spot. So I like, I'm like sweating. And I, I give him my credit card. I got two grand uh, in my bank account, I think. And then I gave them a credit card for three. I had to go apply for it. I didn't even have a credit card. And, uh, I signed up with the program and basically I didn't even go through any of the modules I got in and they're like, look, reach out to people, get them on a call and then sell them a high ticket. And they're like, you could sell for 16 to three grand. I was like, there's no way. Because I never just, I just didn't even know that was possible. So they said that. So, you know, I've I've, I've had a lot of work that's built up to this that is kind of building me for this moment. So I started getting people on the phone to make 10k my first week. And then within like a year, uh, I'd, I'd done well over a million in sales. And then kind of the rest was history. So, you know, I, the one thing I will say is I didn't, I had success fast, but a lot of people don't see like all the stuff I did before that prepared me for it. And, and I think that's one of the big things people miss is they, they, even if they have the right path, their skills are so limited or they're so bad at certain things that that's why they don't see successes quickly. Cause they just haven't put in that time to get good at something. Um, if that makes sense.
0: Wow. Wow. That's that, there was a lot there. There was a lot there. Um, man. So you mentioned you did sales door to door. Do you think that helped you? In your oh process? yeah.
1: Uh, I, I think that's, that was the worst and best moment of my life. Um, It was six days a week. Um, You would wake up probably 6 a.m., 5 a.m., go to the gym, shower, and then you'd start driving out to area around 8 or 9 a.m. It would take about two hours to get there. And what you were doing is you'd look for small um, cities because it was easier to sell security, right? You go to big cities, they've been hit so many times, and they're like, get off my porch. So we go there and then we would sell from about 12 till dark and dark would be usually about eight o'clock. And then we drive back, get home at 10, shower and do it, do it again. I did that for six months in a row, six days a week. Um, It was, it was the most mentally, I mean, I've never done anything in my life where you just hate it so much Um, and people are so rude and you're sweating. I mean, I was in Alabama, so it's a hundred plus hundred one Oh five. Uh, had gun pulled on me, knife pulled on me. I heard gunshots on another street one time. I mean, I got used to being in very crime ridden areas to the point where police officers would pull up and be like, Hey, like, do you know where you are? Like, and I was like, yeah, like, that's, that's like why I'm here. The sell security alarms. Like I love, I love these places. Um, but yeah, it absolutely helped me because one, it was the, me- it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life mentally. I've, I, I, online business is not hard. Um, In fact, when anyone starts complaining, I'm like, "Dude, you're sitting at home on the couch, typing a message. It's not hard." You know, people complain about that door-to-door sales. If you want to learn how to sell and you want to learn like what hard work is and how to build mental fortitude, I I make any of my kids do it. I, I, in fact, if I have kids, I will make them do it because it it was one of the best learning experiences of my life. And um, I think I think most people who are super successful they they've had to go go through some very hard things because if you don't, you never know how to deal with like setbacks or disappointments or just negative things. And so they quit. And I don't know, I have a saying that as long as you don't quit and you don't have a mental disability, like actual mental disability, you'll figure it out. It's just when you'll figure it out. Um, So a lot of people they quit too soon and that, that was super helpful. You know, sports and that just completely changed my life.
0: That's that's such a great story. That's very yeah, completely agree with all of that. And, and you mentioned you were going to become an engineer. Would you did you get did you actually graduate or are you going to
1: I didn't I had a year, I had a year left. And oh, wow. uh, one year. And so that's what made it even scarier because I'm like, man, I only have a year left. He's like, you're not gonna use it, man. He's like, you're wasting more time. He's like, he's like, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna graduate, you're gonna still be broke, you're gonna go do that job for two years, then you're gonna meet a girl, you're gonna get married, and you're never gonna do what you wanted to do. And so he's like, you either you either do it now, or you'll regret it the rest of your life. And I remember I was on the phone with them, and uh, they, I called them. I said, hey, so I'm, you know, I'm just letting you know, like I'm not coming back next semester. And they're like, hey, let me pull up your file. They start typing my name. They're like, okay, so just to confirm, once I put this through, that you're not coming back, like you'll be di- unenrolled from Texas A&M. And like I'm like one sec, and I like, muted him. And I like, I like looking at him, like, dude, are you sure about this? And he's like, he's like. It's like, tell him, dude. (laughs) And uh, I told him I was shitting my pants and it it was like super scary, but that was like one of the most pivotal moments of my life. And I I remember it to this day. It was like clear as day. So yeah, yeah, I had a a year left.
0: That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I I had a a similar decision that I had to make when I was uh, in my last senior year of high school. So The year before that, I learned about affiliate marketing and online marketing. And before that, I was just freelancing, doing graphic design online because it was something that I liked to do. But I wasn't making a lot of money, right? And then I bought a book from Alex Jeffries, one of the guys in the space right now. He used to sell affiliate marketing books a while ago, seven bucks. And I opened it and I was like, what? People are making thousands of dollars a day with affiliate marketing? And that was probably the 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 thing that kind of made me want to get into online marketing. If I didn't get into that, if I didn't have that information, that piece of information, I probably would have become an engineer. I was very good at being number one, number two, maybe number three in, in my, my, my school. Uh, but buying that book and seeing, okay, well, if I become an engineer, and what's my life going to look like, right? Just, I, mean, I mean, I'm mean, in Morocco, right? What do engineers get paid here? I don't know, two grand, three grand, five grand, if you're really good, right? Um, I'm going to... Get a an apartment on a loan. I'm gonna get a a, a car on a loan. I'm gonna marry a girl that I'm gonna study with. Boring life like everybody else. So then I had to make a decision to okay, we gotta focus on this online stuff because I can make what what I'm gonna make in five years or six years a month. I can make that in one day with this online stuff. So that's kind of where I made that decision, and it's definitely paid off. Right now I am I'm 23 right? So I'm still very young. Yeah. Um, and my my colleagues, the people I studied with are just graduating now and I've already built, you know, a couple of successful online businesses. Biggest one is doing multiple seven figures a year. So um, yeah, it was a great decision. Yeah. yeah. Totally relate.
1: grassball That's awesome. I wish yeah. I had when I was your age.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's such a blessing. Very, very lucky. Um, yeah. So I mean, this is where you are right now. You know, we're recording this in 2022. Where do you kind of see yourself in the
1: next five or 10 years? Um, yeah, great question. I don't, I don't have it all planned out. I think um, some people may, but I, my life has changed so much in the last five years that I can't possibly think where I'm going to be in the next five. I think what I'm really moving towards right now, though, is I, I've started building more portfolio companies. So, um, you know, I'm the owner, but I do not run them. And uh, those are going well, and I'm starting to see the growth in those. So I think I think eventually, like I will simply just own companies that I help grow, and either sell or I just hold on to them, and you know just make basically recurring revenue every month uh, simply to advise. Um, I've also started down the tech path, so we actually have our some of our softwares come out right now. And the first software is like, it's it's integrated into the coaching. So it's not like a true tech company in my opinion, like true tech is like, in my opinion, it's like when it stands alone, like that's all you're doing. Um, but I mean, we already launched it and it's, it's like ridiculous how much, it's just so easy and it's just crazy because t- it's like, it's a recurring revenue stream, but the expectations completely shift. Like you don't have to, there's so much less overhead, so much less fulfillment. So I think I'm going to be in private. I mean, private equity essentially, and then um, you know, tech. Um, and all private equity is at the end of the day it's just buying and selling businesses, or you know, you're buying them and then you're helping create more uh, value and you know, increase your equity. So I love business. I don't really see myself getting out of it, no matter how much money I make. I I've, uh, I get extremely bored if I'm just chilling and you know private jets and like vacations it's just uh, there's only so much that you can do so um you know i brought up before we started the call like i brought up alex a lot um i you know we're good friends now and i think we're similar in a lot of ways and a lot of things we like the same things we also kind of dislike some of the same things so you know if you're going to like compare like a path obviously not compare me to him but kind of a path like that's that's probably the path i'm going to go down but you just added some tech and I just like tech. I just think it'd be a cool challenge. I think that's where a lot of wealth is created. And, you know, after seeing us implement it in her business, <laughs> it's way easier too. So it's just nice to see like, wow, this is amazing. Like no complaining. Like you're, like you're not responsible for their sales. It's just like something they can use and they need it for their business. So it's been fun, but that that's probably that's probably the direction I'm headed. And, you know, we'll see what happens in five years, but that's what I'm headed right now.
0: Right, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I mean, tech is also it can be an easier sale because when you're selling information, it's like you got to do the thing yourself. Yeah, but it's just a tool; like it does it for you, done for you, right? Yeah. Um, So that's that's business. I mean, what about personal? Can you share with us some of your maybe your personal goals for the next five or ten years? What do you see? Uh,
1: I don't know. I feel like I've hit most of my personal goals this last year. I was going through a lot of personal stuff, so the biggest thing was just kind of find kind of peace and fulfillment, um, got, got a lot of the girls situations out of my life. So it's cleared up a lot of headspace and I feel happy there. Um, I don't know if there's anything more specific you me of personal stuff, but for me, it's just like it's things you're struggling with personally. And so, uh, this last year, I think the biggest things was just like, I was very uncontent with life in general. I just constantly went back to the question, like, what's the point? And I couldn't come up with the answer that made me feel good. And then I had a lot of issues with uh, girls, just in terms of dating. Like I've never, I've never had like a. That's always been like my vice, I guess you could say. So not the guy you're gonna see like getting in trouble with like the police or drugs or you know addicted to pills or alcohol. I've never, never really had any want to do that. But I've always enjoyed dating um, a lot of girls, and there's nothing wrong with it either. Like I don't think, I don't think I was doing anything wrong. Um, but you get to a point where you know it's like you dated a million girls and then you have to start deciding like what type of lifestyle do you want to live um, and what gives you fulfillment. So I always struggled with having a steady girlfriend and then that, and I would constantly kind of go back and forth. And so those are kind of the two biggest things I overcame in terms of like the future. I don't know. I, I, I feel <laughs> I'm just trying to like enjoy the moment for a second before I try to work on myself anymore. I felt like those were huge uh, things I overcame, but that's probably my response to that right now.
0: No. Yeah. That's definitely huge. That's definitely yeah. huge. And then, uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us um, and everybody listening. Um, I, I was thinking more, uh, not more, but also where do you want to live? Cause we talked about, you know, Puerto Rico, Miami. Yeah. Thoughts that?
1: Yeah. So I moved uh, for everyone watching. I moved to Puerto Rico for tax purposes. Um, it, there's kind of a couple of reasons. The first reason is I, I just saw my tax bill and it got me very upset because I work very hard. So you feel like you put all this time and effort into working hard. And then to me, right. I'm just not a huge fan of government. So then I just feel like I do all this work. like, Hey, thank you for working hard. You can give us a cut of it. And then I don't feel like they spend it wisely. So it it's upsetting to me because it de me from wanting to work hard because I'm like, well, if I work hard, you just take a bunch of my money. So that was a, that was the initial reason I moved because I had a seven figure tax bill and it pissed me off. I mean, for lack of a better word. So I moved here. Um, it's been fine. Um, the difference is you go from about you know thirty three percent, maybe after some tax write offs, you get down to thirty three percent to about four percent. So you're saving give or take twenty nine percent. The the downside that people don't talk about is you know you gotta you have to live here six months of the year minimum. The other six months it's up in the air. Depends which lawyers you ask, and you'll you'll learn if you haven't yet you know, asking people legal advice is almost pointless in some instances because they're they're not going to tell you what to do because they don't want to be liable for it. So they'll say like, well, you know, it's a waste of time. Um, So the other six months of the year, it's up in the air. Some will say you can stay in the States the whole time. Some will argue you can't. Either way, at the end of the day, it comes down to the IRS and what they want to do. It's U.S. government. They can do whatever they want. So there's that. Then you have to buy a house and then there's a travel time. So I came down here, it's been completely fine. Um, the biggest thing for me was, you know, after I spoke to Alex, who's, you know, not this Alex, Alex or most, <laughs> but, uh, but Alex and me have become good friends. And, um, you know, at least Alex is a good friend to me, right? I, I see him as a very good friend and he's given me a lot of wisdom and he's he's ahead of me. You know, Alex has done his highs, His take home uh, is what my, you know, my company does, you know, anywhere between one to two million a month. He takes that home a month. Which yep. is incredible. So it, he he came down here. He kind of did it for a bit. He left, and and his advice to me there was a there's multiple things, but long story short, he said, look, dude, you know when you're 80, think about when you're 85 and how much net worth you have, and what are you going to feel, or are you going to care? And him giving me that perspective helped me just to realize that. At the end of the day, I'm gonna make am I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make a ton of money. I'm gonna be in the top one percent my entire life. You know, I, I think right now I'm in the top point zero zero one percent or something. And he's like, at the end of the day, it's about your happiness. And he's like, just make thirty percent more and don't travel for forty days of the year. And so part of me was still torn, but I think the big deciding factor is I'm a big advocate of listening to people ahead of you. And I would always struggle when I asked people what to do because I felt like either A, they weren't ahead of me, or B, they were ahead of me, but they're like 60. And I'm like, dude, like your time has come, but like, you're someone's gonna watch this 60, is gonna get bad. But like I'm like, dude, you're way down here, and I'm like way over here. And so, you know, Alex is, I think Alex is like two years older than me. And so it helped a lot getting wisdom from someone who is gonna be a billionaire and has gone through it and uh, you know, there's a lot of things he does that I respect about him. He lives his, he, he does a lot of things in his life that, um, I just respect because I've always felt that as you create more wealth, it can sometimes become difficult, um, because you have more options, right? So, you know, even being like in Miami, which is like my main hub and that's where I'm going back to tons of money out there, tons of business owners, uh, tons of beautiful girls. And, you know, as, as you get more money, um, if you're a five or up, you know, you get more options, right? So I'm right at the five level. So I qualify. And uh, there's so, so that can get, that can get in your head a lot about, you know, money and power and fame and girls and all these things. But ultimately, you know, they don't, none of it really matters. And so he really helped me, you know, kind of see that perspective. And that, that was helpful for me. So I'm headed back to Miami. That's why I like right now could change, but I love the scene. I love I love the tax implications. It's as good as it's going to get living in the US and there's water and, you know, my friends are there. So it's, it's a fun environment for me personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, man. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I told you guys, this guy, this guy was humble. I mean, if you see the video, he said he's a five. I mean, you can Google.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> Five and a half. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, dude. And also, I mean, Puerto Rico and, and all the expat stuff, for, for me, how I thought about it is look at the, the social costs, right? Look at your, where your friends are, you know, and people you want to date and, you know, where you want to raise your kids, if you want to have kids, things like that. So it's, it's a little bit tricky. It's,
1: yeah. It's the, And you have to factor that in. And basically, basically, you have to start a brand new life. So yeah. if, if you hate your life, it may be a good move, but I like my life. And, you know, so... That that just not makes sense for me. So you're you're right. And, but you know what I will say: if if you're unsure, come and come and live here because you'll figure it out. That that's one of the big things I have enjoyed in my decision making is I always I usually do it even if it wastes me time and money, because it's like all the mental like exercise that you're doing, thinking about it constantly. It's like just go do it then and get it out of your head, because uh, sometimes that can be just as detrimental. So.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely absolutely um you mentioned you like a lot of different things i mean let, let's clarify who alex is alex or Mosey, uh Mosey nation i mean if you're interested in anything related to money you probably have seen him on youtube recently or tiktok or whatever he is uh he has a great book 100 million dollar offers one of the best books that ever came out last 5 years on marketing and things like that so definitely check check his his book out um you mentioned you like a lot of things that alex does and you dislike a lot of things that alex does too I have a kind of a weird question. What's a weird or absurd thing or habit that you kind of love? About him or myself? No, about yourself. Like a weird habit. Yeah. Something like you like doing that. might Other people might see him as, you know, this can be a dud of a question. So <laughs> we can. am oh, sure,
1: sure. I'm just trying. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a, like a good answer. Um, weird habit. I don't, you know, that it's a good, it's a good question. I feel like I'd have to think of it a little longer. Cause when you, when you say something weird, I'm trying to think of like, is it really that weird? Um, but I mean the biggest, I, I'd say like the biggest habits I have, I don't know if I'd consider them weird, but I, I work out pretty much every single day, like without fail, even if it's like just an hour of cardio, you know, I, I do that every day. I wake up early and, um, you know like I, I just enjoy work in general so I work a lot and that so the, I wouldn't say those are weird but those are probably the biggest three habits and the work one the work one is probably like the most important one for me just because I I had a real I, I, I it's almost like I thought work was bad. So I worked so much to get to where I was at and then I started feeling guilty that I would work and um it's been good because now instead of working for money, like I realized I work because I actually like it. And that it was that was like a weird realization for me because I didn't, I always was poor and then I just worked all the time. And then I finally realized I kind of enjoy work. So sorry, that wasn't a better answer. But <laughs> I'll of, like, maybe I can share it at the end, but I can't think no. of anything on my head.
0: Yeah, no, that, that is, that is a very, very good answer because it, I think a lot of people will feel a lot of freedom from that because of that because you kind of gave a lot of people permission to like work, right? Um, I've, I've had periods, uh, short periods of my life where I didn't work for like a month or two and it was the most miserable time of my life. I was traveling, helicopters, you know, different kind of girls, things like, like you're, you're experiencing all these different things, but you're not creating right um i heard on a different podcast somebody said we are created to create if we don't create if we're not productive then we don't feel good about ourselves uh but that that will definitely give a, a lot of people permission to just you know um, i'm a workaholic and that's and that's the right thing for me and i lo- I love it that's that's what i what i love doing because yeah. i'm here to
1: create you're your uh, meant your mental work i, I think we're mental work and, and like if you think about when you feel the best it's it's after you've accomplished something that was hard. Like it, it's just, it, I just don't think we're meant to be lazy and do nothing. And so sometimes it's like, it's just nice to know, like part of it is not the end result, right? It's not how much money you make or what happens. It's actually just putting in the damn worth. And that's what is most fulfilling. That That's, that's at least what I realized.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, talking about that, um, what's, What's kind of some weird or bad advice that you hear people in your space giving to people that might follow you?
1: Mm, bad advice. I mean, I think the biggest, the worst advice is is people who think they can figure it out on their own. It's just not going to happen. And the reason I say that, and I'm so like, I believe it so much is because you look at my life and you look at like, I was raised in a teacher household. Nothing was given to me. I was an engineer. I had a 3.9 GPA. I was a division one athlete. Like I worked, I worked harder. I, you could have put me on a show and I probably would have been the hard, like it was, it was insane. It got to the point where my parents got concerned about me and they like sat me down they were like, I was like 16 years old. And I was, I remember I was working so hard. I was doing a, I'd work out in the morning, I'd go to school and then I would work out and I would do it every day and I'd still make straight A's. And then it was like one Saturday, I I fell asleep at like eight o'clock on a Friday. I didn't wake up till 2 PM on Saturday. Hmm. And it was like, my parents just, they were like, Hey, like we're, we're kind of concerned Like, you know, like, are you, you're going to die or, <laughs> but I, I think the worst, I just think the worst advice is people think they're going to figure stuff out on their own. Right. And y- you just see this so many times because they, they, all they think about is what they're going to lose if it doesn't work. But what they don't understand is that you can't see what you're, you're going to lose if, if you like, don't do it. And so it's, it's this, it's this unforeseen opportunity cost. And even my wealthy friends, that's how they start looking at decisions. They're like, I don't know what's going to happen if I do this, but I'm more scared about that than, than if I don't. Right. Or if it doesn't work. Right. Cause like it's it's, even as you get more successful, you have to take bigger risks. You might have to sell your company or give up a portion of it, or you're going to buy into this company, but it's new technology or whatever, but it's like, it's the upside that is what's compelling. And so I just see a lot of people think they're going to figure stuff out on their own or uh, they brag about how long they've been in business with, I, I don't want to say bad results, but they're like, yeah, I've been in business for 20 years. And I have a seven figure business. So I'm like, I was in business for two years. And I have an eight figure business. So what does that say about you? And and like, I don't, I don't say that to people, right? This is on a podcast, which is very open format, but I'm just thinking that's not, that's not that impressive, man. Like you've been in business for 20 years. So if you divide that by 20, let's just say you're at a hundred, like you're only doing five grand increase a year, right? Or, Or whatever that is. So it's not to dock on people or hate on people, but I've never understood that mindset. And so for me, I've always paid people, even if I didn't agree with them or I had a bad experience or whatever, I've always done what I've told other people to do. And so I think that's really helped me because it's all about speed. And when, and once you know how to make money, it's like, you can always make more money. And so the money becomes less valuable by that nature. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I don't think I would have figured out anything that I know right now, or most things that I don't know right now, if I hadn't paid to like learn that from other people, it just saves you so much time. Like instead of wasting years and years and years of trial and error, like you can just pay somebody a certain amount of money. You can save all that time and what's money What's what good is money if you're just going to let it sit in your bank accounts and it's going down inflation?
1: And the other thing is like when people do something that doesn't work, they very rarely blame their skill set. They blame the strategy. And so success (laughs) is not meant to come to people with no skills. If you suck at something, you're not you're not owed anything. Right. The market will determine if you're good. But if you're doing the wrong things, you obviously have zero shock. So the way I view business coaching or hiring a consultant in general is like they are giving you the shovel. It is your job to dig the hole. If you cannot dig the hole or it's too hard for you, you will still be left in the same spot, but you at least are given the chance uh, to be successful or like you're given the right tool. Some people are like, you know, using a pen. And, And so I just think of it as like if you're using a pen, you are not been given a shovel. It's still hard, but it's the right thing to do. And um, you know that, that's how I view it. And a lot of people, they're they're so they're just very unaware. I made a post about this this very morning. They're just very unaware. Um, one example before we move on is I had a guy who sent in an email to my team and he was like, "Hey, I didn't have a good experience with your sales rep, and this and this and this." And I, you know, I got mad at my sales team. So I'm like, "Yo, send me the call." You know, and they sent me the call, and the you know the guys like the guys like this. You know, you see his nostrils zoom in on the iPhone and he's talking, he's, he's saying all these bad things. He's like, yeah, I'm not really surprised. I've worked with 20 marketing companies. None of them could get me qualified leads. And I'm like, you're, you're just so, un, un, you're so unaware, dude, Like, you have no self-awareness at all. Um, not because I was mad. He said something about my team, but my guy's like, dude, he, he was walking around the mall and like his, his phone was like this. And then the fact that he would blame 20 marketing companies on the fact that he hasn't grown. And I'm like, do you think all twenty companies are that bad? Um, so I just I just see that all the time, and so I think that's the biggest thing is people are very un, uh, they're unself aware, and then they're unwilling to do what it actually takes to get there, and they're and they think they'll get there on their own, but they won't. And I've never really met anyone who has any level of success who got there on their own. That that's just my experience. I don't know if you know anyone, but I haven't.
0: Right? No, no. I I personally. I personally don't know anybody who actually did it but i know a lot of people who, th- who say they did it that way oh i don't have any mentors oh my mentor is myself right like that, that's a lot of like
1: like warren buffett like warren buffett he didn't necessarily pay someone but look at the mentors he had yeah like if you read Congrats. his book or you read his biography or or like even if you uh look at like steve jobs the the, the amount of a players he had come through that office I just think people like, they just view it as like, did, did they pay money for it? And, and then the people, if they haven't, people will look at that and say, well, look, they didn't have to pay for help. I'm like, dude, you're taking the needle in the haystack, right? You're taking the needle in the haystack. That's always my favorite. They'll take the needle in the haystack and try to use it for the majority. I'm like, dude, that's not even a 20, that's not even 20%. That's like 0.05%. Like you're yeah. talking about key jobs or Warren Buffett, right? Like who are some of the smartest people in the world already, plus they had these A players. I just I just think the average person in today's economy, they don't have anything of value, quote unquote, to offer to someone who's way ahead of them. So you have to pay. You have to pay. Like, that's just how the game works. Exactly.
0: So. Exactly, yeah. And, and if somebody got, let's say, lucky and they got mentorship for free
1: because they knew somebody or... I mean, even in your case, you said... You- yeah, I got mentorship for free and I still paid other people. Like that was one circumstance that I, but what people might say is, yeah, like he mentored me and then I was a huge success. My like, dude, you did. I had to do door door sales. I'd had to do serving. I had to do multiple programs. I had to spend money on ads. Like everyone has losses and, and things that waste their time. And I, I, I just think it's super unrealistic because the average person I speak to, who's, you know, making, let's say three to five K a month, nine to five, hasn't had any business experience and they're like, I'm going to Google this or YouTube it. It's like, good luck, man. Like, let me know how it goes. And it's like, it's not even, they don't even have to pay me money. It's not about that. I'm like, just pay anyone, just pay anyone. It doesn't have to be me if you don't like me or you don't like my advice. I just, I just think it's so dumb because in the grand scheme, if you look at our life and we have 80 years, you're wasting years of your life trying to figure shit out that you could just pay someone who already knows what to do.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in, in that guy's case, who did we worked with twenty marketing companies and got no results, I think the the biggest reason why that guy is is failing and not getting results, and other people are failing, is because he took no ownership of the problem. He just right. the blame everybody's okay. everybody else's fault.
1: Well, and it's, especially with leads, here's the thing: we all get the same leads. It's just the backend systems and the follow up. Yep. So when someone says they get bad leads what that tells me is you have a bad sales team, you have a bad outreach team, you don't know how to do back end marketing. I mean I get do you th- I get bad leads too. I spend, you know, multiple six figures a month. It's not like we get all the best leads. It's not like Facebook is like, "Oh yeah, Tanner, like they don't even think I'm a big player. Facebook's like, you you know, they don't even want guys like me on there." Um so yeah, it's it it gets frustrating to me because I I I I don't feel like I feel like I own my mistakes. So I know I'm not perfect, but I feel like I'm very self-aware of my shortcomings. And I, I feel like most people are not. And I've always been very honest with myself about, you know, Tanner, maybe you should be more patient. Or, you know, Tanner, maybe you shouldn't cuss as much. Or, you know, maybe you shouldn't say that on a podcast. Or, like, I get it afterwards. But some people, they don't even, they're not even self-aware to know when they make a mistake or when they're not taking ownership. And I I just don't understand that at all because how can you possibly get ahead or move forward if you think you're doing everything right? You're doing something wrong. Right. So I don't know. Those are my at, two cents at, at every level. Right. Like at, even if you, even if you're making a hundred K a year,
0: I think between the hundred, the 200 K a year, people have like probably the most egos. Like I, I figured out everything. I figured out life. Um, but you're doing something wrong because there's people that are taking home millions of dollars a year or eight figures a year. Right. So there's always, you can always something you can do better. Yeah. Um, but talking about that, what, what do you think people should focus on at different levels, right? Cause you can't act like a eight figure CEO. If you're just getting started, what do you think people should focus on from zero to six figures, six to seven,
1: seven to eight, do you have kind of like a framework in your mind. Yeah. So, I mean, zero, zero to six is, you know, obviously it's the easiest, right? I mean, you only got to get, what, what is that? I mean, it's a hundred K, right? So, right. Uh, It's just having one offer and then like, I would even say zero and six and zero to seven are are pretty much the same minus, you know, add a couple of employees. So like, I would say zero to seven is just one offer, you know, one product and uh, you know, one method of like acquiring the customers. So I I actually went zero to 50K a month, just straight cold outreach, IGDMs, hustling like crazy. In fact, I I would message so much. I started getting arthritis in my fingers which pissed. is funny now, but at the time it was, I, I would get pissed. Cause I was like, I got to get ads to work. Um, <laughs> but that's really that. And then seven to eight is just having multiple offers with multiple sources. And then, you know, obviously starting to learn how to be a team leader. Most people get stuck from hundred K to a million. Uh, I don't see as many people get stuck going from zero to a hundred way more people get stuck from a hundred to a million because it goes from you being good at something to transferring that to other people. And most people are terrible leaders or they have they have unrealistic expectations. They hire someone for five grand and think that they're gonna take you know two days of training and they're ready to go. I'm like, Did you, you're clueless. Like you're gonna, you, it usually takes two months. You're gonna do it for them and you're gonna pay them. And then they yeah. might be able to do it. So um, that would be the biggest thing. It's just usually it's more offers and more traffic sources. Like now that we're eight figures, we will bring clients in to our circle and then we have these other branches of offers that increase the backend revenue and it, and it just makes our business much more profitable because we're able to sell them more things. And then obviously we, we started expanding. So we went from strictly Facebook to, you know, YouTube and TikTok, And, you know, we're getting, we're actually building a cold outbound sales team right now, which I'm really excited about. That's just going to straight cold call people, um, which I think will, you know, make our business go to a whole nother level. So, that's it though, but six and seven is kind of the same because they're you don't you don't really have to change much to go there except maybe have a couple extra employees no yeah absolutely absolutely
0: i guess from from zero to seven figures you just gotta you just gotta find that offer or that product that people actually want to pay for right because most people would spend yeah. months building a course as an example
1: and not spend any time in sales and marketing well I, I it's either that or you just have to be good at sales I'll say this like i I, when I was a trainer and I sold fitness programs, I was just better at sales and marketing than everyone else. That's how I felt. Because at the end of the day, a fitness offer is a fitness offer is a fitness offer. So I just knew how to present it and package it in a much sexier way. So I was getting a ton of clients. So I'll, I'll say this, like you can, you can sell yourself to seven figures, but you can't really do it. You know, Very few can do it to eight and then to nine, it's impossible. So it becomes, you know, as you get bigger, it definitely is more about the offer, but you could sell yourself to seven figures with a bad offer, but you have to be really, you know, you gotta have good sales skills and good marketing skills. So most people it's easier to have a better offer because they're not as good at those things.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. So um, before, okay, let me ask this. As a CEO of an eight figure corporation or this kind of corporation now, multiple kind of businesses, what does your day look like right now?
1: Yeah. So I wake up, um, and I'll, I'll work out real early or I'll do any of the stuff that I want to do when no one's bothering me. Um, and then really now it's all about, it's still content. I think eventually in the future, depending where it gets to, and I want to step out and replace myself, I'll bring someone else in. I don't think it's there yet, nor do I want to. Um, but then the rest of the day is really about just building the team and then new offers or like marketing strategy. So it's high level thinking, right? It's like, what can I, what can we do in the business to push it forward without me getting pulled into the day to day? The more day to day I get pulled into, the less the business grows because even if someone can't do it as good as me, it's just not worth my time anymore because of how much revenue we're doing. So like today, for example, after this call, I've got interviews for high level positions and I used to let other people do them, but I've realized how important it is to pick the right team members that i take, I'm like, I'm doing the interview because I want to make sure it's like the right person. Um, and then we're shooting content. That's really all I have planned for today. Um, so it's just more high level thinking and kind of directing your team what to do, but allowing your team to do it. And I would say the biggest mistake I've made to this point is just like not hiring A-level players. So instead of paying, you know, 8K, you pay 5K. Or instead of paying 12K, you pay 10K. Because you're like, oh, it's more margin. But what you don't see, right? This is what I spoke about earlier. You don't see what you're missing out on in revenue by not paying the extra 2K. And I see business owners do this all the time. And at the level I'm at, it's much easier to find A players who can come in with very little help and start pushing results versus you bring them in, you have to do this whole training, Takes some one to two months to ramp up. It's just not efficient anymore. So that's what most of my time is spent doing now is like just building the big, the baddest team I can build and selling them on my mission and, and, and you know, making it so they want to be here. Right. Cause I think sometimes we get so caught on margins. We don't think like, Hey, would I do the job for that amount of money? You know? So that's a, that's a day in the life right there. That's three things. <laughs> three work out, things. work out, push the team or like do interviews and like content. That's pretty much it. That's awesome, man. I mean, yeah. Talking about A-level players, you, you talk to business
0: owners that are like, oh, I have a 60% profit margin and all my team does, does all my work, but you're making like 500 grand. That's, that's that's nothing, right? I'd rather make 60 million and have a 10% profit margin and have me yeah. do nothing and have amazing people that bring stability to the business yeah. than make 600 grand and have to be the genius with a thousand helpers, right?
1: Yeah. And, and it goes from, as you get bigger, it goes from if you're the smartest person in your business, you're screwed. You're screwed yeah. because you you you'll, you'll you'll you won't think of new ideas, you won't come up with new things, and so it's it's scary in a sense because you go from being the smartest person who can drive the most results to now you have to find people who are smarter than you. So right now I'm actually hiring for an outbound sales manager because it's not it's not worth I, I can't do it, and if I did do it, it's not a good use of my time. So I'm like I'm out here trying to find someone who wants to make you know half a million dollars a year driving this thing. Right. So I'm going to get A-lay- a player talent, but that's the only way to do it. Because otherwise, you're like, why do I want to push your sales team for, you know, 10 percent commission of shitty leads? <laughs> so yeah. it's just a different it's a different mindset. But again, like I will say, you know, I said it multiple times, like Alex has been the biggest help to me because he's ahead. And so he's given me a lot of wisdom that I was very unwilling to take earlier because I didn't feel like there was anyone at my level who was my age or they would tell me stuff, but I was like, yeah, but you know, you're like, you're 80, right? Um, not really, but it's like a joke, but so that's been super helpful me. I'm very blessed. And, you know, that's hopefully everyone who's watching this catches a break at one point where they find someone who just gives them good advice. Cause it, I needed it.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. So b- before we bring this to a wrap, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Are there any last uh, piece of, advice or things that you want people to to know before uh before we kind of tell them where they can find you online
1: no i mean the only advice i would give is is just make sure you know when you're going after your goals like just enjoy the journey and like real and realize like this was hard for me to understand but realize that the journey is the best you're ever going to feel whenever you hit your goal you'll feel a small bump in elation for about 24 hours. And then the next day you're going to feel exactly the same. And I know this because I've gone through it. And that's why I became so depressed because all my, all I ever wanted to do was hit a million in a month. And I remember I hit that number and I had this massive party and it was like such this like exhilarating moment. And then the very next day I was like, all right, what's next? Like, can we do it again? And chasing that forever, you'll you just you'll never become fulfilled because ne- you'll, you'll get to the next goal and you'll get to the next goal and you'll realize it's never enough. And so like, again, it's just been, if you can take any advice, just like enjoy the journey because the journey is ultimately like, that's where all the fulfillment comes. Like when you have opposition and struggle and you can kind of defeat it, that's like where that fulfillment comes. And all that comes from is like working your ass off every single day. And that's, that's how I feel the best, to be honest with you. And it took me a long time to like go through those feelings. And I went through a lot of therapy, which I didn't think was very productive. And, you know, again, I met Alex last year. It was like probably one of the biggest influences in my life that, you know, again, I've had multiple people, but just, I needed him last year. And um, sometimes I worry, I say his name too much. and He's going to start feeling weird about it, but it was just like such a pivotal moment for me. And like, to have advice from someone ahead. And so anyone who's watching this, that's like the biggest advice because the money just doesn't matter. It's like the, it's the chase of the money, which is what I love. The actual money I get, like I can't spend it all. It, it's like, if I tried, I could, I'm sure, but it's just on a bunch of shit that doesn't matter anyways. So when you can come to reality with that and you can come to peace with that, not only I think will your business grow more, but you'll feel more fulfilled. And it'll, it'll stop being this comparison game that you're never going to win anyways. So. Such great advice. Um, where can people can find
0: you online?
1: Uh, just my, like, like IG is the best. Like, Tanner Dot chittister. So just my first and last name with a dot in the middle. And, uh, you know, YouTube's great, too. I'd love to get my YouTube to a million subscribers. It's, like, 10.3, like, working on that thing, man. But, yeah, just one of those two places is great.
0: Awesome. We'll definitely uh, follow Tanner on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube to get him to that million. I'm sure after this podcast will be at 10 million.
1: We only have 993, what is it? 987,000 more to go or whatever it is. So 990,000. So we're almost All right.
0: there. All right. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me,
1: man. Appreciate it.